0: Brandon brands Hey this is Chris Ducker from upPeur.com. And if you want to build a brand that matters and truly impacts the people that you come into contact with, you must be listening to brands, on brands, on brands with my man, Brendan Berkmeyer.
1: In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed and the only constant is change. How do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's
2: up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters is the only way for your business to thrive tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week to this podcast. It is a top 100 marketing podcast where entrepreneurs and thought leaders come together to enlighten you, educate you, inspire you, and other entrepreneurs across the globe to get started building brands that matter. Thanks to everyone. I'm just excited to be here. We have another hot guest for you today. And uh, guests like this are the reason this show is helping people, and I'm excited. I get to talk to keynote speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, top podcasters. And that's what it's all about, getting their knowledge and helping you get started moving forward in your business. Today's no exception. Today we have Chris Ducker with us. Chris helps entrepreneurs become the go to leaders in their industries. He helps build profitable, sustainable business around those people and those they want to serve. This is a personal branding masterclass. If you haven't gotten a chance to dive into the personal branding concept and how to build a business around you, around brand you, this is the episode to listen to. Chris wrote the book on it. The book is called Rise of the Youpreneur, The Definitive Guide to Becoming the Go-To Leader in Your Industry and Building a Future-Proof Business. That's not all. He also can help you build that business through, if you want to read another book of his called Virtual Freedom, which is about how to build the support system you need through the use of virtual assistants in your business, which is huge these days. Everyone's using freelancers and outsourcing. So you can also check that out. But he is a sought-after international keynote speaker, a trusted business mentor, a blogger, a podcaster, an author, obviously, as we talked about. And he coined the concept of the Upreneur, the brand you concept. That you know, a lot of us have, have been talking about. We coined that in 2014, the word Youpreneur, and has built a business around it, a book, a website, a, a conference you can attend. And we talk about all that today. More importantly, we dive into the tactic. We talk about, number one, why is personal branding so important? Why is building your re- reputation and a business around that reputation so important? And we get into the tactics on how to get started, what it is that you need to do to stand out and be different and use that voice that only you have to bring people to your world and to help them and to provide value. Why that's so important, how to monetize that, how to get people's attention, all that is covered today. And I wouldn't bring it to you in any other way than to bring the guy who's done it, who's been a serial entrepreneur, who's had several businesses that, that generate multi-seven-figure annual revenue, that has employees of over 350 employees around the world. Didn't start there, but that's where it, where it is now. Also is an investor, an advisor in startups. Knows how to give people that advice to get them moving. Has been featured regularly in Entrepreneur Magazine, in Inc., in Success, in Forbes, in the Huffington Post, and Business Insider, among others. You can find my guest at chrisducker.com and youpreneur.com if you're looking for more information. But if nothing else, give today a listen with your ears wide open and your minds wide open. Because there's a lot going on and a lot of value for you guys out there, which is core to my message, which is you have to find your voice, you have to figure out what makes you different, and you have to find a way to matter to the people around you so that you can provide value and make an impact in this life. And there's so much for you guys today. I'm excited. Let's get going. My guest, Chris Ducker, here we go.
0: Brandon Brands.
2: All right, let's get going. I'm so excited to welcome our guest today. First and foremost, Chris Ducker, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, and the reason I'm excited is we get to talk about one of my favorite marketing topics, which is personal branding. I've worked a corporate job at, agent, at agencies for 18 years, and I know what it's like to have a resume instead of a reputation. But mm. I want to hear from you to get us kicked off here, I think on the right foot. What is the value of personal
0: branding? Why does this matter to people? Well, it's invaluable, plain and simple. Everybody has a personal brand. Right. So, whether you want to build one or not is a whole different conversation piece. Right. But everybody in my mind, everybody has a personal brand. And that is, it's what people say about you when you're not around. You know, when you're not at that conference or when you're not at that coffee meeting or at that dinner party or, you know, that mastermind group, whatever it is, that's what your personal brand is. It's ultimately what people say about you when you're not around. And so, you know the work that we do at Upreneur we focus a lot on helping people build genuinely profitable businesses around their personal brands. So that really comes down to two major components. It's number one, their expertise. Obviously, they need to know what the heck they're talking about to be able to be in with a fighting chance of turning it into profit. But secondly, you know, personality comes into it now. I think more so today than ever before. We want to love people. We, I mean, we we do the. The world is a pretty messed up place nowadays. And I feel like people really do want to do business with other people more so than anything else. And so, you know, we talk about marketing like a magnet and attracting the best and repelling the rest and all those other sort of, you know, tweetable quotes and things like that. But ultimately, I think it really just comes down to like being really, really good at one core thing, adding a very healthy slice of you. And, and being unapologetically uniquely you at every available opportunity so that you attract the right people into your world and at the same time repel the naysayers and the non-believers away, you know? You know, I wonder why it is we, we think uh, it sounds like nice to say we have. It's nice
2: to want to do business with people, but it seems like there's something else there that we've been conditioned to ignore businesses and commercials and everything kind of sounds the same. What is it about being, you know, another human that makes us want to, you know, say that's the person that I'll do business with because I know them? What is what is that like in our culture that makes that like interesting to us?
0: Well, I think you know, it is, it's personality, it's storytelling. You know, we 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 do we want to like people. We're not born cynical a-holes, you know what I mean? Like we actually really want to get on with people. We want to like people for the most part anyway. And I think that, you know, when you're when you tell your story in your own way, and everyone has a story, every company, every founder has a story. Um, whatever that overarching narrative is, there's then sub stories and subsections within those stories that you can kind of, you know, gleam on for, you know, one liners, whether you're just on stage or maybe you're being interviewed on a podcast or whatever it is. I think we do. I, I think we crave human attention. We, and, and likewise, we want to give that attention back. You know, it's like you got all the way back to like high school, right? The goth kids hung out with the other goth kids. The nerds hung out with the nerds. That the jocks me. hung out with the jocks. You know <laughs> what I mean? And it was like, everybody wants to be part of something. Everybody wants to find their people. And I think that's where the, the power of it comes from.
2: What's coming to my mind is it's when you talk about something, it's like, oh, it's your reputation. You know, it's just your reputation. It's how people think about you. It seems easy in that regard, like, oh, I'm like, well, yeah, I just be myself. And I, if I'm doing the things that I'm, I'm honoring, my, the things I believe in, then it's easy to, to have a good reputation. But when we say when we twist it and we call it personal branding, suddenly it's this intimidating thing. Why do you think personal branding is difficult? You know, and why, what keeps people from starting?
0: Well, I think there's a couple of things. First and foremost, I think that uh, although everything I've said is 100% legitimately true... People are lazy as well. And you know what I mean? It's like the reality is a lot of people want all the stuff, all the success, all the fame, all of the notoriety, but they don't actually want to do any work to get it. Um, now, clearly they're not going to succeed. They're not going to become famous and not going to be a notable expert in their industry, in their niche or whatever, right? So yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to, oh, personal brand. I don't I don't want to be front and center. I don't want you know, but you don't have to be front and center. You're building a business based around you, not reliant on you. And that's where true, tried and tested real business building elements like team building and you know understanding how to read a freaking profit and loss statement properly and you know, all these other things that a lot of people don't necessarily assign to the idea of building a personal brand business. It has to be there. But the, the, you know, the product is you and your expertise. That doesn't mean that you need to do every single level thing. So I think a lot of people, they struggle to come to terms with either one, actually having to do the work itself. And those people are going to fail regardless. It doesn't matter what they're doing in whatever niche they're going to be in. And then two, it, it comes down to, well, I don't want to be front and center. I don't want to have to be the be all and end all of everything. Well, you don't need to. And that's what we teach. You know, that's what we we focus on helping people understand. And we, we've worked with many clients over the years who have gone from, you know, making, you know, good livings, you know, five-figure livings, you know, right up towards the six-figure on an annual basis. And then within just 18 months, they are seven-figure businesses because all they needed to do was just think a little bigger or think a little more different, you know?
2: Yeah, and I'd like to, ch- to go down this road of ch- maybe challenging the idea a little bit of, of laziness, because I think a lot like most people don't think that they're lazy, but you know, and I maybe propose a, a different way in that yeah, we have a little bit of that, but maybe also there is this piece that we have a routine and there's there's something that it feels safe. And as someone that did, you know, like did a corporate thing for so long, like, you know, working crazy hours in the marketing space, didn't feel like that was a lazy thing. And I'm not saying you're calling me lazy, <laughs> but at the end, I of know the where day, you're coming from. But it definitely felt like. I didn't spend the extra time to invest in my my reputation outside of my resume, outside of working to do a good job and, you know, build my, what I call my personal brand within my industry, but not yeah. like what I would need to build my network, to build, you know, a reputation that would carry me anywhere I wanted to go. And it took some, from like, almost, you know, like that, the fear ahead of me had to get stronger than the fear behind me that I was becoming irrelevant. And mm. I wonder if that, if you see that a lot, well, you work with a lot of people that you coached in this, on this very thing. So I wonder if you see some of that, that fear that, or that routine that holds people back.
0: I think fear is normal. In fact, actually, fear is a very, very good thing. If you're scared of something, it means that you give a damn. And I think there's a lot of, although, although like I said, people are generally nice. They like to like people, they like to be liked, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know They care so much about what they're doing and how they're doing it. If you fear something, if you're scared about making a big move or making a big change, then that shows that you really do actually genuinely care about what it is you're embarking upon. My whole thing with fear is that 99% of the time, the things that you worry about, the things that you are scared of, they just don't come true. They just don't come true. And it takes me all the way back to, you know, it's what my mom used to say all the time. Don't worry about nothing until there's something to worry about. You know, there's not... Why are you worrying? Nothing's happened. Why are you not going down the big slide? Why are you not diving from the top board? Why are you not, you know, running through the snow with your sled? You know, why are you worried about potentially breaking your arm? Until there's something to be worried about, you shouldn't worry about it. So fear... Is actually very natural and it's a good thing. I don't really worry so much about that. And, and obviously, that's relatively easy to overcome, I think, for most people anyway. The big issue is not fear, it's change. Mm. And the fact that we, like you say, routine comes into play and it's a change. Oh, I'm going to lose my salary. Now that, now that I'm out and about doing my own thing, I've got to fend for myself. I don't know that there's the exact same amount of money every single month. Coming into my bank account, right? So now I'm starting to think, you know, rethink about making moves because of mortgage, because of children, because of repayments, whatever it might be. And so I think change is scarier than most people than fear itself. But, um, you know, no one ever built a successful business without having to make big changes on a pretty regular basis. And that's where the art of the pivot comes into play. And, you know, those. Those entrepreneurs that do extremely well in life and make a crap ton of money and have an incredible impact in the people that they meet and, and come into contact with, those people, they, they have adapted to change over and over again, rather more so than overcoming fear, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that speaks to me for sure. Like the idea of, I mean,
2: you have to be prepared to change and look for, almost seek out what's the next thing going
0: to be and what do you want to chase out in life? Yeah. And, it, and if you're not, it's okay. Right. Don't beat yourself up over it. If you want to stay in your cushy job and get the same, you know, the same paycheck every month and, and be comfortable, that dude, that's absolutely fine. But the entrepreneur life is clearly not for you. Right. And that should be the end of the discussion. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Within yourself, like you either
2: have, you either have it or you don't have it, right? Exactly. I and mean, you might have different seasons of your life. You're like, I wanted to, to do this. Now I'm feeling good. Now I'm feeling the itch to, to Absolutely. G- scratch that dream. you know.
0: Absolutely. There's a guy inside of our... our we have the Upner Incubator Mastermind where we meet every quarter for a one-day uh, mastermind event in person in London. And uh, this guy is actually originally from the United States, but he's been based out of Belgium for a long time. And he was with J.P. Morgan for a long, 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 long time. And it was only really... I mean, it, the dudes were like well into his 50s now. And he... Literally just made the leap maybe two or three years ago to finally turn around saying like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready now to jump ship and become a high-paid consultant and build my business around my expertise. He's in his 50s. So like you say, seasons of life, it's a real thing. Yeah. And you wrote this book a couple
2: of years ago called The Rise of the Youpreneur. And I want to get into the, the how-to and the business of personal branding. But first, I want to talk about this for a sec. You know, it's called The Rise of the Entrepreneur, The Definitive Guide to Becoming the Go-To Leader in Your Industry and Building a Future-Proof Business. In that book, you talk about building a media company mindset. And I've heard that before, create a lot of content, etc. But you say that an authority has to focus on
0: creating how-to content. Why is that? Well, because you want to be seen as someone who knows what you're actually talking about, right? Look, when you go on the internet and you, you have... Questions or problems. You want answers or solutions. You don't want fluff, you know. And that's why, you know. Just the other day, I wanted to know. At this, this is so unsexy for a topic, but I'll go here anyway. Just literally over the weekend, I wanted to know how to descale my brand new, very expensive espresso machine. It was the first time that I have done it. This thing's like $600 US, right? So it's it's a good chunk of change to put on a coffee maker. And I had the manual. I could have read the manual. But instead, I went to YouTube and I looked for a video on the exact model to learn how to do it from somebody who's already done it a whole bunch of times and then taught, obviously, thousands of other people online how to do it. Simple, a very simple example there. But you know what? If I want to learn how to, you know, become... A better basketball coach, for example, I coach Pee Wee ball. So like, if I want to learn how to become a better basketball coach, I need to go hang out with other basketball coaches, right? If I want to, if I want to learn how to become a better dad, if I'm a new dad, I need to spend more time with other dads, dads that have been doing the thing for a long time. If I want to learn how to build a business, then I need to go and hang out and learn from other people who have done likewise. And so I think that's where the how to element, you know, when you go to Google or to YouTube, and you're looking for answers to, to questions, 99.9% of the time, the first two words that you type in are how-to. So there you go. The proof is in the pudding, as they say. Absolutely. And
2: that how-to content, which leads you to becoming known for something and for helping yep. people with something, uh, is a, you know, in market in the marketing side for businesses. We I think we understand that better. It's, you know, I, we have to position our business as this thing that we're known for. We don't always think like that as people, but it is one of the cornerstones of, of building a brand in general for anything. And how, but when we figure out, so for a person, figuring out your positioning, I think can be difficult. Like how am I different other than other people? I think you have a pretty unique stand on that. And I'd like to hear your way, your way of saying, how do you stand out as a personal brand in a world where everyone does what you do?
0: Yeah. Well, the first thing is to understand that there's only one you, right? And that's why I say be uniquely and unapologetically you at the exact same time all the time. Like There's no smoke and mirrors here. It is what it is. This is me. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I can help you with. And this is my style. You either like it or you don't. There's no gray area. And when people niche down within the niche, or as I'm speaking to an American, I'll use the word niche within a niche. (laughs) As, as we, as we go, you know, as we, as we niche down from one side of our niche to another, the fact of the matter is actually we, we actually have a really good opportunity to become an expert a lot faster than we would do if we were to stay more broad. Right. So, you know, regardless of what industry you're in, let's say arts and crafts, for example, if you were to start a YouTube channel about arts and crafts, you'd have thousands and thousands of other channels that you'd be competing with. But now but now you say, well, instead of doing that, I'm just going to do watercolors. So you've now niched down a little bit. And yes, there's still hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of great YouTube channels for watercolor enthusiasts. So you say to yourself, mm, okay, I'm going to go to landscape watercolors. And that's all you talk about is painting landscapes using watercolors. It won't take you very long to become The top dog within a niche, within a niche, within a niche, a lot less time than it would do if you were to go more broader. So I think, you know, defining who you are and what you want to be known for is without a doubt the key component to growing a successful personal brand business. Because if you don't know who you who you are and what you're all about and what, and more importantly, what it is you actually want to be known for, if you don't know that then you're going to have a real trouble of trying to get it across to other people. Well, And I think for my, you know, analytics
2: out there, the the people that are, you know, the analysis paralysis, we like to, you know, contemplate every angle of a decision. Uh, I'd like to encourage you that you don't have to choose your niche or your niche, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) From the beginning, I think you have to try things. You could say, like, I want to see if this is something that, like, works for me and then you can pivot you can pull back out and say okay I, I don't want to be known as this person I'd like you know let me try this other thing but if you have if you don't give yourself the chance to be known for something then you won't know if it's a fit or not if you don't put on the jacket you don't know if it's too tight
0: absolutely absolutely i mean you know i started online in 2010 obviously i had already been building businesses and whatnot for a few years prior to that but really started to take the internet more seriously in 2010 with blogging podcasting you know, video, social, the whole thing, right? And it only took a couple years to be known as the VA guy. Like that's what I was first known for. Was the guy you go to to learn how to how to build a business and run a business utilizing virtual assistants, right? And yeah, I guess you know, looking back, there was a little bit of piggybacking on the whole Tim Ferriss four-hour workweek thing and everything. But the fact was, that Tim wasn't an expert in VAs, and he never claimed to be, nor did he want to be. So here I am running an outsourcing company already for a few years. I can talk to it you know, as a, as a position of authority because I'm actually running a million-dollar business within this niche already, right? And so we lent into that a little bit. And there, there leads the power of leading into what you're good at and staying away from the stuff that you're not very good at. That's what you delegate, right? But that's it's a whole different concept for a show. But what I did was I lent into it. And it only took a couple of years for me to be seen as that VA expert and then the keynotes start coming in and then the book deal for virtual freedom my first book comes in and now I'm you know and now I'm starting another company for you know, recruitment of virtual assistants things like that and it just went on and on and on for a few years and by around late 2014 2015 I decided that I didn't want to be the VA guy anymore that there was actually a lot more to me and what I had to offer and people had already started coming to me for personal brand coaching and personal brand building advice, because I had done it already within that subsection of my niche. And so that's kind of what, again, the pivot was sexy. It was something I wanted to do. So we lent into it. And now I'm the personal branding guy. you know. Now, that I will say our caveat that was saying that that's what I do day to day now, but I still own and operate too different businesses within the outsourcing world. And I still keynote on virtual team building and management. And I also keynote on personal brand building as well. So you can still hold on to the niche. You don't need to let go of it. But you can pivot, like you clearly said, whenever you feel like your interests are changing, and you want to go in a slightly different direction. And there lies the importance of building a community and a tribe of people who like you as the person uh, on top of obviously whatever problems you're solving for them, because when you pivot, when you change direction, a good amount of those people who are already following you will come with. So you're not starting from scratch all over again, and that's the goal.
2: Yeah, and I think for me that that speaks true too. And I, you know, when I left the agency world, I was like, okay, I'm a you know, I'm in marketing strategy. This is this is what I do. But the last business I had worked on was you know a, a restaurant oriented business, retail business. And I was like, okay, am I the restaurant marketing guy? Like, is that my thing? And, you know, I tried that on for a little bit and created some content. And I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to be like only no. that. So I backed back out and I was like, well, I have to find something. So that was, okay, I help people with their first marketing strategy. I help you build your, that first time, like that thing that gets you started and gets you moving. And now I'm getting questions about personal branding all the time. So I'm like, let me bring on the guy who's been doing this, Chris Ducker, to talk about this stuff. Uh, and and now and then we're here. So people like that that's what they're starting to see. That's what they're starting to hear. So yeah, I completely agree. You can evolve and change as kind of where things are going. Um, totally. I do want to hear before I get into some. Uh, you know, I have a couple extra questions here uh, that start to pivot and change a little bit where we're going. But I do want to take a moment to acknowledge uh, wh- what you're excited about, what you're working on right now, and where people can find you.
0: Well, I mean, so you know, Upener is our main focus from a business perspective nowadays. I and mean, we still like to say, own and operate a couple of other businesses. Uh, recently made the move back to the UK here to Cambridge. So we're no longer based over in the Philippines, which was where I was living for quite some time. Um, and so youpreneur.com, is the main hub for everything that we do there. We have Youpreneur Academy, which is our monthly online membership. We have the Youpreneur Incubator, which is our mastermind program. And then we have the Youpreneur Summit, which is our annual conference, which takes place in London each November. And they're kind of like the three main components of that Youpreneur ecosystem. But uh, things I'm really excited about right now for this year anyways, first and foremost, you know, we've had a big gaping hole in our own ecosystem for digital course content. It's not something that we've really looked at all that much. So we've got too many courses planned for this year. The first one actually being on virtual team building and management. Uh, so again, going back to the OG niche, right? I, I, I love this stuff. It's great. And then uh, one also around sort of just building your online audience and that sort of thing later in the year. So yeah, very excited about the whole kind of completing that part of the ecosystem because it, it is something that's, that's been there and empty for a while. We're looking forward to filling that up.
2: Yeah. And if you haven't been to the website, go to youpreneur.com. It's if you like to read and figure out and you want to hear like different perspectives on things, there's so much content on that site that is in That's every article, every article links to 10 other articles that you wanted to, you know, if you want to like go a little deeper on something that just piques your curiosity, you can end up on a rabbit hole and has, you know, suddenly you wake up and you spend a few hours on this site learning. And it's not just like one type of content, it's blogs, it's podcasts, it's videos, and it looks like we're going to be building more courses into this as well. So definitely yeah. recommend personal experience. I've been there. I've been there. I've been checking out the content a lot. Go to upreneur.com. Great resource. Right I appreciate
0: on. you mentioning that though, Brandon, because we, we actually worked really, really hard uh, from sort of like middle 2018 through to the end of 2019. We worked really hard on that site and the content within the site. Not necessarily like, oh, we need to do one blog post a week and one podcast a week or anything like that. But we, we saw within the personal brand business niche, all these different sub niches. And, you know, I'm not an expert on everything, right? So I would bring in somebody who was an expert on public speaking or someone who was an expert on email funnels or someone who was an expert on, you know, putting on and holding great webinars. And we just, we wanted, we ultimately wanted youpreneur.com to be the entrepreneur.com of personal brand business. And, uh, I don't, I don't know the exact number. Of pieces of content on that website, but I think it's got to be close to about 600 uh, that we've published in a year and a half. So I acknowledge you acknowledging it (laughs) because it was a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like it. And do you think, so, I mean, as you talk about
2: building this like a media company mindset, right? As you do kind of grow and more people are looking to you for help, do you do see, do you see you switching to like a more contributor model and having more people come in and, you know, Contributing stories, submitting stories. Totally.
0: Uh, without a doubt. I mean, we, we kind of have already done that. I mean, it's never been like enough, a big sort of official thing. Um, but I would say out of those 600 or so, you know, pieces of content, I, I reckon a good 200, maybe 250 pieces are written by contributors. Right. So although it's still quite team led at this point, um, we have slowly but surely been, you know, taking on board more and more and more. Contributor articles and things like that. The danger you run with doing that sort of type of thing, though, from a content perspective, is that you get people that write content just for the sake of writing the content to try and get a backlink, and that's not my jam at all. So we've been very, very, very strict. Any contributor article on Upendo.com has been written by a genuine expert on whatever it is that they're talking about. Um, you know. I'm not being funny, but anybody with an internet connection can research how to grow your brand on Instagram. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want somebody who's keynoted 20 times in the last year on how to grow your business on Instagram, teaching my people how to do that, you know? No,
2: exactly. It's perfect. And I think since you have such a good like, circle of people now that you've been around for all these years, it starts to become easy to know who the experts are that are running in your yes. circle. And I want to talk about that for a second. You probably have one of the best takes on networking I've ever heard. And you're like, what is, where is he going with this? Uh, you, What I've read is you call it growing your business circle. Uh, what it stood out to me was in it, the one of the things you call out is like going to events, you know, attending events. And you say smaller events even is, is a good place for you to build better relationships with other experts. How have you found success in growing your inner circle?
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely going to events is number one, first and foremost, um, in terms of like the, the overarching kind of you know, plan of growing that circle. I will say probably the best investment of time and money that I've ever made as an entrepreneur, period, bar none, has been being part of mastermind groups. That's been the big thing for me. Um, and it's one of the reasons why for like, we've been running live events now ourselves as a company for nine years. And at every single live event that we run, we have a mastermind group component at it. Sometimes the entire event is just that, quite frankly. Um, and I just, I, I don't think you can put a dollar amount on the value of surrounding yourself with, with other people that just get it and have been there and are doing it still and are doing it with you at the same time. You know, the fact is that nobody has a monopoly on good ideas. And uh, you know the old adage of if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room is very, very true. I want to be the complete idiot at the table. Like I, like I will go. I've been building businesses for 15 years now. I want to be the least experienced person in that environment. I still know because of what I know. I can help other people around the table because you don't know what you don't know. That's for sure, right? So I know I've still got value to share. But I want to be around people who have been doing this for longer than me or bigger than me or more profitable than me, whatever it is. And so, yeah, man, live events are absolutely huge. But to your point, smaller live events, I think are actually the way things are going. And I'm not saying 10, 20, 30 people. That's a, you know, that's a networking breakfast. I'm not talking about stuff like that. What I'm talking about is like, you know, you have very, very large industry events, four or 5,000 people. And then you have more intimate industry events, 300, 400 people. They're the kind of events that I want to speak at, number one, attend, number two, and network at, number three. I'd rather go to a smaller industry event of 300, 400 people than a much, much bigger one. The connection that I can make also as well from the keynote perspective, if I'm on stage, I can see every single face if there's 300 people in the audience. I will connect with every single person in that room in 45 minutes. From a visual perspective, whereas if there's 4,000 people in the audience it's impossible. you just can't do it and so I, I think that yeah without, about, without a doubt, events have been absolutely huge for me, and it's just about really putting yourself into situations where you know you're going to meet people with different ideas, different experiences, different upbringings, and we're all you know we're all different man we're, I, I just I want to learn from people who have already been there that been in certain situations handle different tribulations and trials and and all the rest of it and that's why you know actually this is this god's honest true story we had somebody last year um who was attending the UpNA summit mm-hmm. who said to me you don't have enough <laughs> this was so good you don't have enough british people on stage and you're an event in britain and i'm like well there's a reason for that and that is that um in britain we're about three to five years behind the United States with what we're talking about. Things like social media, the media company mindset, podcasting, things like that. They talk about podcasting on the radio here in the UK, like it's some weird alien, like, you know, mind reprogramming instrument, right? And so yeah, I said to her, like, I don't care where somebody's from. I don't care what sex they are, how they identify with themselves, what color their skin is, who they love. I don't care about any of that stuff. I just care that when they're on my stage, they're dropping value bombs on my audience. That's all I care about. And she, she shut up pretty quickly, quite frankly. She took it. She understood it. But just to, just to show you like limiting beliefs of people, oh, it's a British event. There should be more British people on stage. Not necessarily. Not if you want to learn.
2: Yeah. And well, you mentioned that you're in a couple of masterminds and not, maybe not everyone understands like what those are about. Um, but... Beyond that, I think they can Google that. Like, I don't think we need to define it for you guys. Go Google, go Google masterminds if you haven't heard of it. But, or they read the book, Think and Grow We're Rich by Napoleon Hill. And you that's can it, and get
0: that's them. the money right there. That's the manual right there.
2: Yeah. But I would ask if you could share, you know, whether you want to tell us which ones you're in or not, but like, how do you go about choosing and finding ones that seem like a fit for you? Uh, is it led by, is it like you pick the people you want to be around? Or is it, how do you go about finding what works for you?
0: Yeah, there's two things really. Nine times out of ten, it, it's it's either person related or it's subject related, right? So, you know, you might want to learn from one particular person or be around one particular person. The person say that's leading the mastermind group itself, and and you know that that person, for example, attracts people of a similar mindset that you want to be at, right? So you want to be around that person and their people, or the flip side to that. Is it's subject based? You know, there are a lot of masterminds who are run by people you and I have never heard of before, ever. But they've been teaching people how to do. They say, for example, build teams and SOPs within those teams for over a decade. If I want to learn how to build a team and create standard operating procedures for that team to follow, I'm not going to go to the to the guy who's who's you know great on, you know on on you know, new media approach, I'm going to go to the guy who's been building teams for 10 years, right? So I think it comes down to one, one or the other. And and to your point, like the two masterminds that I'm a part of personally right now, and I've been a member of a mastermind on and off for probably the best part of a decade. I'm a member of two right now. One of them is paid and is subject-based. Uh, and I don't talk about who it is because it's just not my place to do it. But it's it's a $25,000 per year annual investment. So it goes to show you, you know, I put my money where my mouth is on this concept. The second one is peer organized. It's quote unquote free. We don't pay anything. And every quarter we meet up. I'd say probably three times a year. We meet up as a small group of five or six people. We're all men. We're all fathers and we're all business owners. And so we meet up and we talk about those three big things and how we can balance all of those. And we drink uh, incredible scotch in the evenings. And come up with amazing ideas during the daytime. And we do that for a few days, a few times each year. But again, that's more peer driven. They're the people you want to be around. you know?
2: Yeah, you know, exactly. And as we come towards the, the back end of the podcast here, I want to give, I want to end you with, with some value for the, the listeners out there. I've, I mean, they have gotten value this whole episode. I mean, they have it, need to rewind <laughs> and start over, but I want, yeah, I, let, yeah let, let's try and be novel. <laughs> let's try and let's bring some value to it. Since we couldn't get any value at any of this, let's start over. No, uh, <laughs> Well, there's two things that are burning in my mind, but I think you only have time to maybe answer one and the rest they can just go Oh, come go to- on,
0: let's shoot. Let's do both of them. Go All right, on. let's
2: try. The first, I think the first, I'll give you both and you can which one you're going to start with. The first is people are going to be like, well, once I've started doing this work, how do I grow like people's awareness of me? How do I bring people into my world how do people find me? That's part one. And then part two is how do I make any money off of this? And I, they're big questions. That's why I say maybe we'll, mm. you can send them somewhere for more resources, but how do you find people? And then how do you make money in this, in this world?
0: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're two shows on In and Amongst Their Owns. You're right. I mean, look, ultimately, I cover these two things a hell of a lot in depth, actually, in Rise of the Youpreneur. So you should definitely link to the book. It's the best 15 bucks anybody will ever spend if this is what they want to learn, right? But first and foremost, you know, making money out of your expertise and your personality is way easier than most people think it is. But it's hard work. Passive income is not a thing because you have to create the opportunity for that income to come in, which comes out of hard work. You might be able to put it somewhat on autopilot, but ultimately, true passive income doesn't really exist. You've got to do something for it, right? But you know, when we talk about personal brand businesses, it's initially trading time for money. So people will pay for your expertise to download your expertise from your brain into their brain. They're happy to pay for it. In fact, Actually, we are more likely and more open to pay for that kind of ability to learn quickly off somebody who's been there and done that today than we ever have been in the history of Western civilization. Why do you think coaches, consultants, and experts are are making so much money out there? It's because people appreciate and understand the power of fast-tracking their own success by engaging the services of people who have been there and, and done it already. So that's the first thing. Obviously, you've got online courses to have that one-to-many approach instead of that one-to-one approach uh, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of different ways you can you can monetize a personal brand. In fact, there's an entire playbook at the back of that book that I that I wrote. So they should go check that out if that's what they're into. In regards to like spreading a message and getting it out there, there's two things that I do very, very religiously, even now to this day. First thing is I make sure that I create and publish. Valuable original content on a weekly basis. If you can do that two or three times a week, then obviously you you will be found more frequently in uh, more places than you would do if you were to do it just once a week on via a YouTube video, for example. Right? The people on YouTube will find you, but those that are looking for content, you know, via say Google or you know the iTunes podcast app probably won't. Right? So you've got to kind of. It's not. It's not a matter of sort of being everywhere. It's just about picking your fights at the right time and seeing what's hot and what's not. And just making sure that you're turning up regularly, consistently in publishing really helpful, valuable, original content. So it's very much all that you and what you can do for people. And then the other thing that I do on a very regular basis for spreading my message is this. I make sure that when the right opportunities come my way to be on somebody else's podcast. I'm a podcaster too, so I get it and I understand just how personal it is to introduce another person to my audience. I'm responsible. I'm responsible for doing that, just like you are responsible for introducing me to your audience today. And so you know I get asked to be on shows you know, four or five times a day, probably currently. Uh, it's certainly been more than that in the past. It'll probably you know be less than that in the future, but right now four to five invites a day probably I get, but I only do about three a week, right? So I'm very picky, very choosy with the shows that I go on. But when I do, I respect the fact that that host is ultimately introducing me into their inner circle. And um, you know, you've know got to show up and provide value in that regard as well. The goal here is to do that en masse with your audience. But I guarantee you, there'll be somebody that listens to this or watches this or tunes into a soundbite somewhere, someone will hear what you and I have been talking about today and it'll bring clarity to a situation that they're currently handling. And that, at the very core of everything we do, is what it's all about because we're here to solve people's problems. That's it. Don't have any delusions of grandeur. That's all, we've, that's all we do. That's it. And I've
2: hoped, that, I've hoped that today through listening and hearing what the value of this could be We don't have to tell you how to do it all today, but I hope you've at least listened and figured out that maybe today is the day you start taking a step in finding your voice and figuring out what you stand for and want to be known for and just saying, I'm going to take a step today to put something out there that helps people that is from something I've done before that you've learned that you want to help people with and take that step and dip your toe in the waters of getting started in this idea of building a personal brand, building a reputation outside of your resume. And the, the Upreneur book is a great place to start. It does get into these ideas. How do you start? How do you put out content? How do you build the awareness around what you're in, becoming known for something? And how do you build a business around that? How does this become something that you can actually monetize outside of your normal job if you're still working a job? And uh, that's all at upreneur.com. If you want to work with Chris specifically or hire him to speak at your company or your event, there is ChrisDucker.com as well. And if you want to go see him live and go to one of these events, youpreneursummit.com is where you can find some of that information. So again, thanks, Chris, for coming on today. It's been a pleasure for me personally, selfishly. And uh, I'm sure the audience has got a lot out of it as well today, too.
0: It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All
2: right, that's it, guys. Again, if you haven't had a chance, go and subscribe, listen every week, and tune in as we bring you more guests like this, more value bombs in marketing and branding. And uh, thanks for listening.